DJ and PK, it's time to bring in Tim Reynolds. He covers the NBA for the Associated Press. He's in the bubble in Orlando, and he joins us on the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Tim, good morning. Good morning. Tim, you have the unique chance to be in the bubble, but also to read, hear, and watch what people are saying about the bubble. So what is the most common misconception when you're sitting in your hotel room and the TV's on or you read something on your laptop and you think, man, they're not here, they're not, they don't fully get it? I think um, we're not, I, I, I probably shouldn't say this, we're not actually in a bubble. I think that's probably the biggest thing. There's not actually a bubble over us. That, that, believe it or not, I did get asked that question, although it was by like a elementary school kid who emailed me and asked how they put a bubble over Disney, and I had to explain to him like what's going on. Um, I don't know if there are a lot of misconceptions. And, and I'll tell you, I, I think the league has been pretty, pretty transparent about it. I, I think there was... If there is a misconception, there was a lot of grumbling, I think, when players got here and, and when probably some of us got here, too, about how restrictive it is. It's really not that restrictive, guys. I mean, there's, there's places that we places we can't go, um, sort of invisible boundaries that we can't cross just because of how we're credentialed and where we're supposed to go and, and all that. But it, it, it's basically been... I mean, it's 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 just a big ba- it's a really big basketball camp is what it is. I don't know if there is a misconception. The food, I'll be honest, the food kind of stunk when we got here the first couple of days. Once you get out of quarantine, everything just gets better. The air is better. The food tastes better. Your mood is better. Um, I, I hope there aren't a lot of misconceptions because I think the league's been pretty pretty open about what's going on. I think we're trying to be. I think we're trying to shed as much light as to what our experiences are are as well. So you say there's places you can't go. Is it, and, and is it like you know I've been in many places where you're credentialed and you can't go over to this part of the arena because you don't have the credential and they look and see if you have the certification that allows you to get on the field, whether it's a football. Is it that type of situation? No, it, it's in the arenas. The arenas are so small that we can. I haven't found a place in the arenas yet that we can't go except, like, the locker rooms, um, which, you know, at, at, in normal times, if we remember what the normal times were, we'd get at least some locker room access, and we don't get that here. Um, what I mean is, like, on the campus. Like, so, so we're in most of the media that's here, and a lot of the referees are in the same place. That, that we're in a resort, one of the resorts here on, on Disney's campus. But, like, the, the team hotels. Like, for example, last night I was walking out of heat practice with Myers Leonard. And we got to – I wasn't even paying attention. We were just walking down this long corridor in a convention center that was leading both to the heat hotel and to my part of the, my hotel. Um, and a guard sort of appeared as if from out of nowhere and said, sir, you can't come through here. And I realized I was entering the team hotel area. And we're not allowed in the team hotel. So it's, it's things like that. There, there's some restaurants that the players and coaches have access to that we don't have access to. And I think part of that is they just don't want reporters in there infringing on, you know, private time for, for players and coaches. Let's let them relax too without everything being tweeted or everything being on, you know, everything getting a picture taken of them. 
Um, so it, it's more things like that. Otherwise, you know, you know, being in the bubble, we get to go to we, – we, we see some of practice. We get to go to shoot around. We get to see a lot of things as if it were normal. And in a couple of cases, the access is actually a little bit better than normal. So that there's definitely a give and take to the whole thing, but I haven't found it to be, you know, that restrictive in, in any way. So when you're around the Clippers, is there anything that's normal? I mean, they, they should be one of the title contenders. They've got the star player. They've got the record. They've got five guys missing. That seems like an enormous red flag. Yeah, um, you know, I, it was a very costly order of chicken wings for Lou Will. I think we've all figured that out by now. Um, he's going to lose some money for those two games that he's going to miss as well. Um, what's normal about the Clippers is they have Kawhi Leonard and they have Doc Rivers. And and Doc has handled – Doc has one of those personalities that is perfect for in here because, you know, behind the scenes, you know, he's, he's still a fiery guy. And, you know, but – you know, in, in the eye of the storm, when he's when he's doing when he's doing interviews, even during games, he just has that demeanor. Like nothing's going to bother me. And, and I think his Celtics teams did this. I, I I know his Clippers teams are doing it now. They're taking their cues from Doc. Like Doc's still having fun. Doc's still trying to keep the mood as light as possible, even though they've been they've had enough guys to go five on five in practice most days. I mean, it's been difficult for them. But they understand, too, it's not about Thursday. It's not about opening night for them. It's about August 17th. It's about game one of the playoffs. Yes, you want to have the best seed you possibly can get, and their seed may take a hit because of all the guys they're missing. But as long as they're all here, healthy, and ready to go for game one of round one, that's what really matters. What happens against the Lakers on Thursday, it's interesting but it's not that important to the Clippers. They see the big picture. And, and, you know, when we get to that point, as you say, I think the NBA is probably one of the more predictable leagues, and when you're faced with a playoff series of seven games, more often than not, I don't know what the percentage is, it's probably pretty high, the better team wins. And so we've had this interruption of several months here. When we get to that point, do you expect anything different that the team that we expect to win is probably going to win, and, and then we get to the finals and see what happens? I, You know what? If there was going to be a year where that theory gets debunked, it's this one. And and I truly don't know. I, I, if anybody, anybody who says the Lakers are this far ahead of everybody and the Bucks are this far ahead of everybody in the East, you don't know that anymore. You might have known that in March, and, and I think there were some teams in the West that were closing the gap, maybe not in the standings, but there were some teams in the West that were really starting to play well when, when we shut down. Um, I, I, I don't I, I expect I expect surprises in these playoffs. I, I absolutely do. I mean, part of it is we don't really know how guys are going to hold up after not playing for four and a half months. There's, you know, the fact that this is going to be an enormous mental challenge. I mean, you know, it's fun now. Well, you've only been here a couple of weeks. When you're away from your family for six weeks, for eight weeks, for ten weeks, how are you going to handle that mentally? How will you keep... You know, your own mind right. How will you keep your body right? Who's going, I mean, is the virus going to happen here? Are people, are more people going to get sick? Are stars going to go down? How is that going to affect things? There's so many elements of unpredictability here that 
if there was ever a year that we saw like a five seed and a seven seed get to a final, this would be it. And I don't think anything would be that, that surprising. I mean, obviously the favorites are the favorites and they're that way for a reason, but would anybody be surprised if at the end of the day we get surprised by something? Probably not. Tim Reynolds joining us, covers the NBA for the Associated Press. He is in Orlando in the bubble, figuratively, not literally. So I'm curious, is there that much trepidation about testing positive there, or has that become pretty routine? Because it seems like both the NBA and the MLS bubble, it's just a series of press releases. They tested X number of people, and everybody was negative. Have they kept you guys, if, if everybody in there is negative, and if they're keeping you pretty much separate from the staff, it seems like the odds are pretty good. And I think on the outside, people are assuming, well, this is going to work. Well, the odds are good, and I think people are making that assumption. But we, you know, I think anyway, and I, I, I stress here, this is just my opinion, and I, I am not an award-winning epidemiologist. I just want to say that for the record. Um, you know, we don't really know yet all we need to know about this thing. We don't know what this virus does. We don't really know as much about it as we need to. So, you know, I, I can tell you this, that yes, we've only been here a short time, but the vigilance in here is still high. Like, you see people in masks. I went out for, a, you know, for my morning walk this morning. Most of the people that were even walking or jogging were in masks. Like, I don't think anyone in here, even though we're all tested daily, if you're here, you're obviously not testing positive. Um, while that's comforting, I do think the vigilance in here has remained high. I think there's a fear factor. You don't want to be the one. You don't want to be the one who makes a mistake. Um, I, I just, it's become second nature, guys. I just, everything, I, I wipe down with Clorox wipes constantly, and they have them all over the place here. There are baskets of Clorox wipes available here. There's hand sanitizer literally available here. It's become second nature. It, it really has. So I think the bubble is working, but I think the second that we say, well, it's worked, let's, let, let's relax, that's when you're inviting trouble to, to come into the mix. So would you say because they've had this big layoff and it's unlike anything that we've experienced that you don't know, whereas before maybe you did as far as who would win a particular series, with that in mind, the Jazz have a huge replacement in trying to figure out how to come up with uh, production with Bogdanovich out, but do you put them in the mix as far as, well, we don't know, maybe they can? Oh, I, I absolutely do. Um, I mean, I make no secret about it. I... I think Quinn Snyder, I don't, I, I don't even know if I'd say he's one of. I think he is the underrated coach in the NBA. And, and maybe that's market. Maybe it's I, – I don't get it. But, like, every year – you look at the Jazz every year, and they're a team that starts the year with, okay, if everything goes right, maybe. And then they kind of start slow, and then they get so much better. Because the Jazz guys are one of the few teams that practice. They really practice. And not a lot of teams in the league do that after a certain point. Quinn's a teacher. Quinn makes teams better. Yes, not, you know, if the Jazz were fully healthy, would they have a better chance? Of course. You still have an elite guard, an elite big. I love Joe Ingles. I love Joe Ingles. I just, 
when that guy's on, he is so much fun to watch. He's a total X factor. I, anybody who thinks that the Jazz are first round and out of here automatically because they lost a guy, I don't know if I'd make that bet. I, I, I really like them and I like Quinn. And Quinn, listen, Quinn in the seven game series is going to create matchups for anybody who's coached on the other side. I don't care who it is. So are there matchups that are better or worse for the Jazz? Because I think Jazz fans believe there are, and they're hanging on your every word right now. <laughs> well, we can't have them doing that. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I guess we'll know more probably in the next few days. First off, I'll, I will say this. I think the, the elephant in the room, the storyline that they are still getting asked about, can Donovan and Rudy coexist? I think it's comical. I honestly do. I think it's silly. They're not best friends. We knew that before March 11th. Guess what? It was working then. You watch them interact here, it's working now. When you have a center that's that good and a guard that's that good, you can be a matchup problem for anybody. I I think I've asked Adam Silver if there's a rule that the Jazz and the Rockets have to play every, every playoff series. It seems as though that that's become a rule in recent years. I I don't know if I, I don't think that's a bad matchup for Houston or for Utah. I really don't. I don't think it's a bad matchup for them. Like, you know, Russell Westbrook had had the virus. We don't know what Russ is going to be, and Houston's going to be under such enormous pressure. Is this going to finally be the year that they do it? Is this going to be the breakthrough? What's going to happen with D'Antoni in the future? The Jazz don't have a lot of pressure on them. The Jazz can come in and play their style of basketball. They can play a very loose, a very fun style. I don't, I mean, other than the Lakers, Clippers, the teams that are on paper, the two most talented teams in the West, I don't think anybody would be automatically a matchup nightmare for Utah because, again, when you have an elite rim protector and a guy who can score on anybody in this league in Donovan, you take your chances. I, 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 again, other than I would say they're not favored against the Lakers, I would say they're not favored against the Clippers, and you could argue that they can easily beat any other team here in a seven-game series. So, Tim, I've always thought that Denver was overlooked. I noticed you didn't say Denver. What are your feelings about the Nuggets? I like them. I just I don't love them. I just and, – and, and you know what? I, I'm sure they're going to prove me wrong. Because they are they are really good, and Michael Malone, I don't think he's as underrated as Quinn, but I think he's another coach like Quinn, um, like Eric Spolstra in, in Miami. He's one of those coaches that does not get enough credit, and he's brilliant. He absolutely is. I just they just seem to me. I, I forgive the really high tech analysis here. They just seem like they're missing something to me, and I don't know what it is. I really don't. I wish I knew what it was. They've got a great center, and, you know, Jokic, he's changed his body. Yes, he's coming off the virus. We all know that. But he's in really good shape. Um, he can play all five positions. He can defend probably three of them really well. They're a team that you definitely – I'm guilty of overlooking them. I, I am. But in, in a seven-game series – as everything stands now, the way people are right now, I, I would take Utah over Denver. I, I would. I, I think I, 
again, an elite one and elite five to me is better than just an elite five. That's that's the way I look at Utah, and that's why I give them. And I call Donovan a one, but it's I give I give Utah the edge over a lot of teams just because that duo is a lot better than people realize, and it's a lot better than a lot of other duos that are here. Well, Tim, a lot of Jazz fans, what you liked what you said about the Jazz and the Rockets. They may not believe it, but they like that you said it. <laughs> I can't fault them for not believing. Yeah. I can't fault them for that either. But yeah. I, I just, I, I, you should not, if they're still here in September, don't be surprised. That's all I'll say. Tim, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Take care, everybody.